Welcome back to another episode of Inside Voices, a teacher podcast by teachers for teachers. I'm your host, David. And I'm Laura. Today we've got a special episode. We're going to be interviewing a teacher podcaster. His podcast has over 6 million listens. It is the one and only Mr. P, or to give him his full title, ICT with Mr. P. I uh, really appreciate you coming on the podcast. This is such a big uh, honour for us. I was actually chatting to um, my mum about this. This is quite an embarrassing story for her, but um, she has been a follower of yours genuinely. I don't know how many years. I don't, probably as long as you've been uh, online and she was chatting to me about it. She's like, I can't believe you're actually interviewing Mr. P. And I was like, yeah, yeah, we just messaged him, no problem. And she said, she was like, I've been paying him money for years and I don't know what I've been paying for. <laughs> But she, she's one of those people that has subscriptions to everything, basically. She must have subscribed to something. She's like, I just support him so much that I just keep it going. I was like, okay, totally Aww. random. I've just well, yeah. I, mean, I do have a website with loads of CPD ideas. So if she ever wants to dip in and make most of that money, it's, <laughs> it's, it's there. But no, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. Um, shout out so to mum there. Is your teacher as well? Yeah, so we are kind of, you know, it's like family of teachers. She's a teacher. My sister's a teacher. I'm a teacher. Um, but... Yeah, that's how kind of I got into teaching. We're going to obviously chat more about you. We want to know everything about you, basically, because we've seen you online. Um, we've seen you for years. I've followed you for years on Facebook and things like that. Oh, but you. a lot of people might not actually know much about you apart from that kind of stuff. So we want to know everything about you. So first question I have for you, Mr. P, I'm just going to yeah. call you Lee from now on. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah, first no, question please. I've got for you is what kind of inspired you to become a teacher? Because obviously... Um, we know you as this social media guy, but you're a teacher first. So what was it that yeah. led you into it? Um, now, I'd love to be able to say, like, I've got this sort of similar to you, like it ran in the family, didn't run in the family. It wasn't a case that I was, uh, you know, from the age of, you know, starting school, that's all I ever aspired to be. I, 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 I sort of fell into it, to be honest. So when I was younger, I was quite into, I was always into my sports, but I was always quite into acting as well. Did quite a lot of acting when I was younger. And then I, I wanted to pursue that initially and um, went sort of auditioned for like uni courses around acting and didn't get on and was just at a bit of a loss. And my uh, my girlfriend at the time in sixth form, she'd applied to be a primary school teacher and sort of said, well, why don't you come come with me and have a look around the campus? And uh, sort of went, went on this open day. I thought, yeah, this is all right. And then applied. And uh, yeah, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> that was and then got accepted and that was so there was no sort of you know you hear these sort of stories of it being uh something i've always aspired don't get me wrong i was very much influenced by some of the teachers i had when i was at school and the impact they had on me very much sort of pushed me towards it but it was never something i'd i'd, I'd really sort of uh desired from a young age it just sort of yeah sort of fell into it and i went straight from you i went straight from sixth form into teacher training and um yeah, like my course at uni, it was four years and I probably did about one because <laughs> I was that age where I was playing rugby for the uni rugby team. I was so sort of distracted with being a teenager still. Yeah. that it and I, and I actually came very close to quitting, actually. I, I, I was, I, uh, third year, I was in this school. I got, um, I got my placement at this school, which was just sort of going through quite a lot of changes so they'd had this head for like 25 years who just retired, 
who everyone loved. He was like old school. And then this new younger head teacher came in who had all different ideas and wanted them all implemented straight away. I think she rubbed a lot of the staff up the wrong way. Um, I had this deputy who was my mentor, who was still to this day, probably one of the worst leaders I've ever come across. She was just awful. Within the first week of a 10 week placement, she turned around and said, you are not going to pass this. There's no way you're oh. ever going to pass this placement. And I was like, I've got 10 weeks left. So you know, <laughs> thanks for that. Proved her wrong. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I just, it was just fighting a losing battle. And my class teacher that I was with ended up getting pregnant. So she was distracted with that. The class that I was working with was a really, really challenging class. It was, I remember one kid, um, stuck with me because like it, it, we what year was it year three so lots of work on times tables and this kid just could not get his three times tables but could recite every cypress hill lyric going <laughs> and i just thought you know if you could channel that energy away from being insane in the membrane to yeah. learning your three to get somewhere uh, and I remember, say, I, you know, got towards the end of the placement, the deputy head was like, look, we're not passing you. I'd had this horrible, horrible sort of term there and really challenging. I remember sitting on my mum my and dad's bed and saying to my mum, like, I don't think I can do this anymore. I don't think I'm cut out for it. My mum said, tell you what, just speak to the uni, see if they'll do anything. And luckily they sent someone out to me yeah, uh, and sort of sat with me and just said, look, this school's just not for you. It's not for you at all. Let's get you in another school. Um, which they did and loved that and then yeah the rest is history but and it, I always it always sticks with me that because I get so many messages now from teachers who you know were at that point where similar sort of story the school's not right it's a toxic environment and they're very close to sort of thinking is this for me should I leave and my advice is always go and try a different school like there's a school out there for everyone and it just might take a little time till you find it um and a, you know a school isn't a reflection on you as a teacher necessarily sort of thing so so yeah and then and and yeah i got my job at um got my job at davium been there ever since uh always felt uh, a real part of the team always felt challenged always felt there was opportunities to sort of um grow and learn and build and and i think if i was in 90% of other schools that have never allowed me to go on to do what I've then done off the yeah. off the back of it all. So I'm always very thankful and grateful to the team there and the staff and the leadership team, um, which is funny because obviously I, I am quite outspoken and people sometimes say, you know, uh, how do you get away with saying stuff about SLT and this and that? And I was like, yeah. well, it's not about my SLT, is it? Because, yeah. you know, I won't be allowed to do this. It's it's the messages I get sent from all these teachers. And, yeah. you know, it's not having it. It's not a, a, having a go at people individually. It's sort of the system, you know. So, so yeah, so that that's that's how I got into teaching initially. Um, yeah. So yeah. did the... That experience you've had, obviously we see you as this person online, you're ultra, ultra confident, you have this huge following, we've seen you grow in that, like I remember the kind of early Facebook days and the, the videos and stuff that were coming out and and that's where a lot of your following has, I suppose we'll get onto this, but that's where a lot of your following has kind of been garnered and you're this kind of person that people look to for advice and all this thing. Did that experience knock your confidence at all, obviously? in that original school as a early student did that take a while to get over or yeah i mean yeah it do and it stuck to me to this day i still talk about it and i think 
what what it did i mean i could have gone completely the other way i could have quite easily thrown the towel in there and then and sort of said you know it's not for me and I, and, I, and i know there are probably thousands of teachers who have done a similar thing and i don't begrudge them that because it was it was really tough i found it really really hard um but i was lucky enough like i said i had a supportive people around me i was able to get good advice realize that it wasn't me necessarily it was more the environment i was in and that's given me a really good perspective on things and you know now i'm in a position where i do get to visit so many schools and i see i see things and i see sort of how you know schools are so universal in lots of ways but are so different in lots of other ways you know and sometimes you might find yourself in a school where you've not got that support network you don't feel as valued or appreciated and that's not necessarily a reflection on you as a teacher yeah. um and that's why i think it's important that you know before you decide to leave the whole profession go to another school give it a go try it out you know go try it out there because you know the right school is out there for everyone i feel yeah absolutely and i think you've mentioned there briefly about how you've been able to sort of build because you had such a supportive network around you you've been able to build that amazing online presence that you obviously have now which is absolutely it's phenomenal it is it's a great following and you've done jealous <laughs> you've done brilliant things <laughs> brilliant things with it that you know kind of full circle moment for us as well like david said it's some we sort of watched you when we were doing teacher training and we've watched your videos for years so this is a bit of a full circle moment for us as well but what oh. sort of inspired you to pursue the online aspects of of teaching um so yeah so so what sort of kicked it off was um having the kids so um i uh, got married uh in 2010 f found out we were pregnant and we we ended up having triplets um which yeah just completely changed everything in an instant um and we we already had a so i've got a stepson as well so he's 20 now um so i had the steps and then yeah we went straight into having kids and ended up with with three in one go which was <laughs> uh yeah uh it was f funny i mean i love it I, I love them i think there's so many positives to having multiples it is tough it's hard but straight away it changed my my outlook and uh it was sort of like right you got you've got to provide now you've got to look at ways in which you can pay for three lots of nappies and three lots of wet wipes <laughs> and all that sort of stuff so, on a teacher's salary <laughs> exactly so i was looking i was probably going to head into sort of leadership and management eventually anyway just that sort of give give me a bit of a boost to say right let's let's start and um my head teacher's always been great in supporting people he's very he's, he's always been incredibly fair with me in that you know if you put the work in it, you know if you you graft he'll always be accommodating and and you know help you out as much as possible so he sort of said to me and at the end of the first year of the trips being being a, I, I don't know whether it was him trying to be supportive or whether he's just seen me in class like a zombie for a year. <laughs> he sort of said, look, we, we think it'd be best if we bring you out of class and you can cover PPA across the school. Uh, and I want you to focus on developing your subject area because I think that would give you a really good experience of leading a subject across the whole school. You're teaching in EYFS right up to year six. And, you know, when you apply for jobs for assistant deputy head, that's going to look really, really good. Yeah. I was like, yeah, brilliant. Um, and I, my, my subject was computing or ICT, as it was, was back then. And, uh, and I got that just purely from making a video in my NQT year of year six, you know, the year six leavers assembly. 
Yeah. Well, it's P7 where you are, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. here's the Blues Assembly. I made a video of their time through school set to the soundtrack of Green Day, Time of Your Life. And the head teacher was like, this is incredible. <laughs> this is amazing. This is, this is Oscar worthy. You need to, you need to be ICT subject lead. And that, that was it. And I think it, I, I love ICT as a subject to lead. I think it's brilliant, mainly because I just love the fact I'm treated like a superhero every time I, I yeah. turn the plug socket on and off you do one eye movie transition and it's like Whoa. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> change the world uh, yeah and um and so yeah so it was at that point and i said right i'd love to do that but i, I need some decent kit yeah. and at the time i think we had like a suite of um pcs that were running windows 95 and <laughs> half of them didn't work and it was like i'm not doing another six six week project on flipping word art yeah, trying to get children to make a title curve in a semi-suit. I was like, there's other stuff we can do. So, so yeah, so uh, we invested a, a, in a class set of iPads. And my job was then looking at how these tools could support and enhance learning across the curriculum, right from UIFS to year six. And, and so, and sorry to button, uh, Lee, but what year was that in? What year did you do that? That would have been 2012, 13. So that's quite... Am I wrong here? That's quite revolutionary getting iPads back then. Like were, I don't were, remember them coming in until. Yeah, they were. They were there. They were about. They were just emerging, really. They were sort of. Right. They were there. I think they started like to early or late two two thousands. I think when they first came out. It could be wrong, but I'd, I'd basically we'd had training on my the day where I went on to paternity leave. We had an inset day with Alan Pete, and Alan Pete. Did this training day that just completely changed my outlook on teaching writing like the guy is an absolute genius he's incredible and he had an ipad and he was showing different bits and that moment was where i was like oh we need some of them we need them uh and then obviously a year later uh we get we get a set of ipads and then the, the academic year after that is where i'm leading across leading it across the school so yeah so it was at, right at the beginning of a lot of schools going into that journey and i immediately saw the impact how it was sort of in, not just engaging children but it was just sort of revolutionizing everything. it was just making so so much learning sort of empowering and relevant for children the only problem was everything that we were doing i couldn't stick it in a book and that mm -hmm. was the mentality back then it's like everything's got to be in a book which you know mentality for a lot of schools now really so I thought, what, what, where's a place where I can put all this work that we could sort of showcase it, evidence it? And um, and so started a school blog and was just using that as a way of uploading any work the children were doing, um, sharing that on the likes of Twitter. And then we're getting lots of tweets saying, oh, this is amazing. How did you do it? So then I decided to start my own teacher blog where I do sort of blog posts, step-by-step -step tutorials on what was being posted on this on the school blog and then obviously started the school uh, my mr p twitter account and then started the facebook page um and yeah it sort of grew from there so alongside the sort of useful tips and resources and that sort of thing uh started dabbling with you know making funny little videos and <laughs> and it's just quite funny that the i was thinking about this before when you said about facebook so the sort of revolution in my you know what best part of 10 years of doing this now is is the the revolution in what type of videos are the ones that go big so when i first started it was like the little memes it was like the little five ten second yep. meme clips and then facebook were like no 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 
we needed to make videos that were over three minutes long. Like that was the only way you were going to get any sort of reach. And I remember sitting there writing and just adding stuff in. And that was like the only way you'd get it, you know, out to your followers. And then all that changed where organic growth sort of died on Facebook. And it was like, you have to pay for it. And I never yeah. wanted to do that. Um, and then obviously TikTok came along and just completely changed everything. And it's gone right back to sort of short form videos. Although now TikTok are like... TikTok have done the same, rather, haven't they? Rather it be a minute longer than a minute. So it's quite funny how it sort of peaks and troughs through certain things. Um, and then, yeah, obviously at the end of that academic year doing the iPads, I was getting um, asked to do training and CPD sessions. And then Alan Pete actually got in touch with me and said, look, you've been recommended to us. Um as a potential trainer, uh, could we come and watch one of your sessions? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And so his wife, Julie, came and watched one of the sessions and she was like, look, we'd love to work, work with you. And what I loved about them and what I'm always grateful to them, to my dying day is what they could have done is they could have gone, right, we want you to work for us and we're going to get you to do the training under Alan Pete Limited. And, you know, whereas they said, look, we want you to set yourself up as a business and we'll work alongside you. That's really and, cool. You know, we can do things because I'd had I'd had a few offers to do other things, and and luckily I always ran it past them, and they were like, no, they, they you know they'd always read the small print, and so I'd see <laughs> these opportunities. Like there's one company that wanted me to write a resource, and it was something like they were going to pay me. I think they were going to pay me a few hundred pounds, which at the time I was like, this is amazing, but then they were actually selling the resource for double that <laughs> and, and 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 they were like look if they sell x amount of copies of this of your hard work and 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 that's what made me sort of think actually yeah there's quite a few sort of chances who are going to try and take advantage whereas they were always really really fair and gave me and my wife so much guidance at the beginning uh as far as setting up the company and and doing everything right and um yeah, he's retired now and he's enjoying his well-deserved retirement. But I'm always, you know, always grateful to him for and his and his wife Julie for all their support in those those early days. And I think you need that, don't you? You need someone yeah. to guide you through something new. Like we've obviously started doing this podcast, we've started doing a bit of social media and stuff, and the amount of people we've reached out to just for advice and just for yeah. uh, guidance is absolutely invaluable. I mean, we've it's a whole new world to us, and it would have been to you at the same. Uh, when you were doing it as well, uh, that you're starting out in something that you have not a clue about, even setting up yeah. a business and stuff like that. As a teacher, you've got a very, you've got a wide set of skills, but it's quite limited uh, as well. Yeah, it's been, it is, it's such, it's so eye-opening because it's something that I still don't understand half of it now. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like, reassuring. Yeah, false with yeah, hope. All, all the sort of tax and all that sort of self-employed stuff i'm like oh, i'll leave that to my wife I, I can't i can't there's only so much i can sort of yeah yeah i can teach a lesson on multiplying fractions but as far as working <laughs> out what the tax bill is i'd i'd, I'd, no, I'd leave it to my wife but uh yeah no it, it is and 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 you know you do need those people around you and that's where again i'm very thankful to have like my wife my wife's incredible she's just you know the thing that people probably don't see is in those early days, I was obviously teaching uh, nine to, you know, well, it's not nine, is it? Nine Seven. to three. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to bring out, I was going to be that person then on TikTok. All those holidays oh, as well. Oh, be, yeah. Get all those holidays. No. So I was at what, seven till six usually. I'd come home, put the kids to bed, and then I'd be on my computer till midnight, one, two in the morning. 
just blogging, blogging, because I was like, there's something to this. This I, I, I can see something. And, and the feedback I was getting from people who were clearly finding the, finding the ideas useful, which motivated me to do it more. My wife could have quite easily turned around and been like, right, that's enough, Lee stop it and yeah. you know you're not you're not putting your priorities in the right place but she was she was always really supportive and you know obviously when i started doing some of the training and a lot of it initially was just turning up to places and doing five minutes at a teach me and you know again going missing for the evening or on a saturday just to try and get you know get used to speaking and getting uh sort of uh in places and she was always really supportive and you know, it is it is hard because we had the three toddlers, and they, you know, she's she's just been incredible at being able to take on that role to allow me to then do all the other stuff. So I think it is really important to have people on your side who sort of see how how much it means to you. You know, she she recognizes I really enjoy it. Yeah, very passionate about it, and and having that support just makes such a difference. And how would you like? obviously spoken about your wife she's a big support um and that's amazing to have that but and you're doing something that is like at that in those early days you're up till midnight on the laptop or whatever you're doing something not not every teacher's doing but at the same time teaching is a job that can take over your life if you let it like we've both experienced that haven't we when you've had a pile of marking to do or you've had so much paperwork or whatever and it takes over your life how have you managed that kind of balance between having this teaching going on but obviously in the early days it was crazy how have you kind of in your life managed to balance it all uh i don't know i don't know if i have always had the right balance probably <laughs> not to be fair and again that's social media for you i probably appear like i've i've always got the balance right but i don't think i always do and these times where you know i do get lost in the work and i have to take stock a little bit and you know i've got a to-do list where i'm constantly I'm never getting the, near the end of it. So I'm I'm learning all the time of how to best prioritize, but I don't think I ever, I ever get it right all of the time. But it is, it's tough, like teaching is, it's it's a job that it's it's hard because you, you, you'll never get to the end of that to-do list. And I think one thing that I've come to learn is that you've got, you've got to learn to sort of say no, and you've got to prioritize. And I think, when I became a parent, that was probably the, the the moment that changed my perspective a lot in a lot of ways. That, that That's not me saying that I suddenly became a better teacher, but it makes you take stock of what's the most important use of your time when your time is so precious because you've then got to be present for other people. You know, you know triplets, I mean? yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. quite a unique so, situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think that first, and then from them being born, and I'm like, do I need to sit here for three hours and mark this when I know my kids can't read it? And yeah. it's like, well, no, <laughs> no. And it's like, right, well, I don't, I'll, I'll speak to the class tomorrow and, and just talk them through it and that'll be just as good. And so it's it makes you take stock and then you start asking questions because, you know, education is the should be the best job in the world. Unfortunately, our current system doesn't always make it that way. And because there's that sort of obsession with accountability and constantly proving that we're doing the job most of us are capable of doing, that fear-driven system can sometimes make us lose a bit of common sense, if that makes, you know, with certain yeah. tasks we're expected to do. Yeah. So like marking, I talk all the time about, you know, I do, a, I do a thing on my training where I get people to share 
what what are the tasks you do as a teacher that takes up most of your time and marking still now in 2023 will come out as the top one and i'll always just make the joke and go well you know how you can solve that just don't mark <laughs> and everyone's like ha, ha. and i'm like well, yeah. no seriously every teacher on this planet knows the best form of feedback is oral verbal feedback yeah one to one just just do that just do that yeah um but yeah it's it's hard to change the habit of a lifetime i suppose isn't it yeah but it's just what i i keep trying to tell people now is that teachers are the best re resource in the classroom and it doesn't matter what you know if you're working 50 60 hours a week which a lot of teachers are that's i think 57 is the average at the at the minute that's, you know, that's crazy. gonna have an impact on your energy levels and you will not be the best teacher you can possibly be and it's really important to take time to switch off and have something going on in your life outside of teaching so that you can recharge and be the best possible teacher and I made a video about this over the summer when, you know, so as amazing as social media is, it's great. There's this, you know, one of my my golden rules of life that I tell my kids and I tell people all the time is that comp comparison is the thief of joy. And what what's great about social media is you've got some amazing teachers sharing some great ideas, some great resources, like some of the stuff you share is brilliant. You know, it's fantastic. And, and it's there to be taken and, and used wherever you see appropriate. But I don't think it's healthy to then watch these videos and be like, I'm not as good as that. I'm not as good mm -hmm. as that teacher. Well, I'm, you know, like displays over summer. Yeah. <laughs> Teachers want to spend their whole summer doing their displays. It's like crack on. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily make them a better teacher than someone who's sitting there binging a Netflix series. <laughs> Yeah, going out and relaxing. And just, yeah, just relaxing. And, you know, so it's that idea of don't compare yourself to what you see online because what you're seeing is what someone's choosing to share. And I say this all the time. People will put me on a pedestal as far as being a, an amazing teacher, this incredible teacher. And I'm like, well, I'm not. You, you just don't see the crap lessons I teach, do you? Yeah. <laughs> you see me on TikTok, like, guys, let me talk you through this absolutely dreadful yeah. lesson. Yeah. I <laughs> no one does that. You share yeah. the good bit and so it's understanding that but you can apply that outside of teaching you know we do it with everything don't we yeah. our instagram feeds are, are filled with the one percent of people who have an absolutely ripped body <laughs> um and we're like oh my god <laughs> you know put these crispy creams down and it's such a small fraction of real life so it's it's understanding and that's what i try and teach the kids as well so i do quite a lot of work around um online safety internet safety and that's one of the biggest teaching points is what you see online isn't the full picture yeah it's you know? so important yeah. so important so and important I, yeah. I think that with uh teachers or social media especially i mean we've spoken to a couple of people who've said it's not really anything they ever thought they would be delving into it's not really something that they they never thought they would be speaking to teachers who are on social media about certain you know products or anything that they're sort of promoting i think it's one of those unique situations where people don't really expect teachers to have social media ever. So do, have you found that to be like a sort of more, maybe more so in the earlier days, a kind of challenge of the social media th side of things that people are sort of taken aback that a teacher's on their For You page? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because I think when I started, I was, uh, it wasn't really, a th I was probably one of the first, I think I, I did it right at the beginning. There wasn't really anyone He's else. He's a pioneer. <laughs> I wouldn't, but yeah, there wasn't many, many around. I mean, I think blogging was obviously a big thing, but I don't think there was many people sort of putting themselves on camera 
because that technology had only started really emerging when I started doing it, to be honest, where the camera quality were getting better and more of the visual side of, you know, social media was appearing. So, you know, Facebook was more pushing the videos and trying to get, because YouTube's never been a platform that I've focused on too much because it's like, I'm too old for YouTube. Like, that's <laughs> Uh, but Facebook very much went, right, we need to take on YouTube, so we're going to push video content. And then that's what really focused me down that route. Um, but I think this, this uh, look, this, I've obviously touched upon a couple of potential negatives there about comparing yourself, but it's so helpful to have Amazing. people on a platform sharing experiences. And, you know, I think back to my uni days, I would have absolutely loved, you know, during that nightmare placement, when I when I had, apart from my mum who, who who was great, if I'd have had a community on social media to sort of go in and say, look, I'm really struggling, I don't, you know, and have someone say this isn't you, it's it's the school, reach out to, you, you know, that would have made me feel so much better, and that, that's what I say to students all the time. Whenever I'm doing any work with sort of young, you know, younger uh, newer teachers, I sort of say, use social media to your benefit. Don't compare yourself, but use it to connect yourself. You know, you've got a wealth of amazing educators out there, and the thing is, with teachers, we are so compassionate. And, you know, teaching is not, a, it's a team sport, even though with league tables and stuff like that, it's tried to make us combative against each other. But actually, we're so willing to help each other. Having those people who you can reach out to and sort of get inspiration from, just get a bit of support or, you know, with some eyes, just have a bit of a giggle. And, and you know, the messages I love receiving is getting messages off teachers saying I've had a dreadful day in school, like I'm, I'm at my wit's end with my class, behaviour-wise, this, that and the other. But I've just sat down, watched your video and I've just thought, God, I'm glad it's not just me. Yeah. And it's that sort of feedback and those sort of messages that really motivates me to continue to do what I'm doing. Because uh, it can be, it can be the best job in the world, but it can be so full on and 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 hard and tough. And so having a, a certain people in the profession who are talking and, and and sharing their experience, I think is is overall a really really good thing. Um, obviously, I get I've had a little a few occasions where there's been a bit of a bite back, um, but I try and just. I, I follow certain rules, so, you know, I don't tend to swear. This could be own. really helpful for us, I'm getting get a notepad out. <laughs> I don't tend to swear, right? I will be outspoken in certain ways, but it's, uh, you know, I think it's sort of justified given the situation. You're punching um, up, though, aren't you? You're kind of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's that sort of thing. It's ne It's always punching up. It's never, you know, speaking out about chill you know it's understanding your gdpr and you know yeah. the struggles never naming specific children and that sort of thing and just having a bit of common sense with it really just having it and and i know i'm not gonna not everyone's gonna agree with what i'm saying but i, I like to think that i come from a viewpoint of here's a teacher who wants to improve the system and he's speaking out about improving that you know it's not mm -hmm. you might agree disagree but just understand i'm coming from the viewpoint of someone who cares who wants to try and help teachers sort of get a better work-life balance help teachers stay in the profession yeah uh and 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 that sort of thing so so yeah so it is it, I, it's been amazing to see how it's all sort of grown over the past sort of decade and you know teachers are incredibly creative i mean and so having people use these platforms in creative ways is 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 great is is wonderful and and you know i get inspiration day in day out with the stuff that i watch and 
I'll talk about on my train at the minute. Best form of CPD for me at the minute, the best platform for my CPD is TikTok. Right? <laughs> yeah. And everyone looks at me like, like what, are you, what are you talking about? It's like, well, you've just got to control the algorithm and not yeah, let the totally. algorithm control you. So if I'm in, if I'm looking for new ideas for, you know, tech, tech apps or tech, then I'll go into, go into TikTok, search it, watch a couple, and that just tricks the algorithm to say, right, this is what he wants to see. So it floods your newsfeed. So when I do my training at the minute, I, I normally I spend the first hour and I'll just list off about 10 websites, really useful websites for the classroom. And I'll say, oh, by the way, I got most of them off TikTok. <laughs> and seeing other people share them. But then any parents listening to this, this is my little hack with my kids. So my kid's 13 now and uh, I've started going on social media which, well, the 12 going on 13, and I've, I've resisted it as much as possible. Like, as much as I love technology, I've always been really strict with the kids. Like, they've, not, they've never not had access to it, but it's always been time-limited. They didn't yeah. have their own device until they were starting secondary school. Um, I think when you know, you know more about it, you know more about the dangers as well, don't you? Yeah, yeah. So it's always talking to them about it, you know. So Harry has, has access to TikTok for an hour a day. And the trade-off is you've got an hour a day and I will check what you're looking at because you're not old enough to be on there. If you want to go on, I will look at what... But what that I then do is when I do my nightly checks is I just go into his TikTok and search for stuff that I want him to be watching. So <laughs> That's I'll be such a good idea. Like rugby skills and I'll watch a couple <laughs> and I'll go on to like uh, books and, you know, school-related, you know, useful tips and... Uh, How to and pass so exams. Then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next time he goes on TikTok, his for you page is just flooded with the stuff that I want him watching. <laughs> or you just put your yeah. content, your content yeah. on there, Mister P. Oh, no, he, he hates my stuff. He hates it. That's so funny. So uh, obviously, you're speaking about being a parent. There with social media, big dangers and everything. But uh, you yourself are on multiple platforms. You're on Facebook. You're on Twitter, which I'm not on. Any like I had to get off Twitter. X. Yeah, X. Um, you're on Instagram. TikTok, the whole thing. What would you say is number one, your favorite one to be on as a creator? Like, what is the one that gives you the most kind of feedback and, and most drive to your audience? And what is the one that has like changed the way you do things in a big way? Obviously, you've got your podcast and everything as well, yeah. but. Um, so, I mean, I'll always be. Facebook was the one that really took off for me and that's where I've got my biggest following it, it, it is on Facebook so you know without Facebook I'd have never built up the the sort of following I've I've, I've got um but there's parts that, you know what really annoyed me with Facebook was there was a time where you'd put you'd put a video out there and every one of your followers would see it and then all of a sudden overnight they just changed it all and was like, no, 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 there's no organic reach anymore unless someone requests to see your videos. So the actual growth just just died overnight on Facebook. And I know it's changing it slightly, but that really, really frustrated me. Um, TikTok, I, I, I find the most creative. I mean, it, there's, I love TikTok, but it's also one of them where you can just lose an hour without even realising. <laughs> And it's, try it three is, especially yeah, in the holidays it's it so it's very very addictive isn't it it's it's but i mean it is i love the creativity like i say i love the way people are using it in different ways and um so yeah so that's definitely one that's changed 
changed the way in which I make videos, I suppose, over the past few years. And, and so this, sort of... this really interests me because obviously we post on TikTok and this might not be the most niche, this might be a bit more niche for teachers listening in, but it's still really interesting that I want to know your strategy because you post all the time. Like you post, what, like four a day or something? Is that? Yeah. So, so I, what um, is your strategy behind that for maybe like this might actually help if any teachers want to get into TikTok or a little bit of influence and like we've done in a smaller scale than you what, like you get told different things don't you you get told oh post at this certain time or you post for yeah, a day or whatever what is the thinking behind well, that if it's the same time I don't post during the day right okay so it probably looks like I post a lot because it'll be in a short window mm-hmm. it'll be like from five till nine or five till ten um, a lot of it's re reshared. So a lot of, right. you know, I've got there's, there's a back catalog and obviously certain things stand the test of time. So in fact, I posted something just the other day that I made like two years ago. It was about being a teacher on a playground, be, being a teacher on playground duty and, uh, a kid sort of jump it, you know, sort of try, you're trying to deal with a medical issue. And then a, t- a child's like, let me show you this, let me show you this. And then you go, right, okay. And they just sort of just sort of do that. And you're like, right, that's, <laughs> that's brilliant. Um, so I made that a couple of years ago, repost it, and then it just just went bigger than it did two years ago. So I don't I don't understand it at all. But I um and most of it's not new. I'd right. say maybe each week there's probably three to five new bits of content. And then a lot of it will be re- reshared because a lot of the platforms don't share everything to every single one of your followers. So you know? frustrating. Yeah. Like we cannot work it out no. for the yeah, life yeah. of us. Because sometimes yeah. I post a video that took me like two minutes to make uh, and it does really well. And then the video I've like really worked on, it's taken me hours. It's got voiceover, good transitions and it, 20 views. So you're like, yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> That's where TikTok becomes addictive because you can't work it out. You can't work it out. And it's like, you make a video using a sound and it gets like 200 and then someone does pretty much the same thing and it goes like 200,000 and you're just like, how is that fair? I did it first, you know, (laughs) but you take the rough with the smooth with it sometimes. But um, yeah, I just, it's just a bit of a a gamble. And sometimes like I did one last week and I was like, this is going to be brilliant. This is, is (laughs) it was, was, um, and to be fair, I'd got inspiration from someone else and I tagged him in the comments and it was like if if a teacher's if a teacher's iPhone apps could talk. Oh, right? I remember that one. Yeah, yeah. And, and I was like, ah, oh, this is this will go. And it just didn't. Just sort of like <laughs> did all right. It just didn't do do yeah. anywhere near as well. But it, what what's also interesting is how different platforms react to different content. Totally. So something that goes down really well on TikTok can sometimes get nothing on Facebook. And something that doesn't do well on TikTok will blow up on Instagram. It, and I'd love to sit here and say, the strategy is, guys, I, I literally do not know. I do not know. I find Instagram I find Instagram quite a nice platform at the minute. I'd say yeah. Instagram's probably the nicest, uh, <laughs> nicest platform. In terms of like, user interaction or in terms of yeah, yeah. views? Like and, yeah. the, least, the least negativity. Yeah, sometimes you do get... I'll quite a bit of I mean I think on TikTok because it's such a quick that you just oh, scroll yeah. on to the next one people think oh I'll just leave that comment and get on with my next few videos and obviously it's, I feel like when it's Facebook and Instagram I feel like it's more personal 
You know, yeah, so yeah. you've got your Facebook name and that is who you, it's like your real identity almost. And then TikTok can be a bit of a, sometimes you post a video and I'm like, why is somebody giving me hate on this? I thought this was just a yeah. funny little video, just scroll yeah. on by. And then you read the comment and we're still kind of at the early stages. I probably take it more personally than you do. You get into scraps. But I, I'm like, oh, please don't be mean yeah, to I, me. You know what, I, I must say, I really struggle with it. That's the one side of social media that I really don't like is that we have this mentality that people think they can say the most hurtful negative things and just have no no thought about the impact it can have on the person receiving it. it I just find it incredible that we live in a world where that's seen as okay to do. Like you can just throw as much hate and nastiness towards someone whose sole intention, like I get it, sometimes I can be a little bit political, and but they're for videos that never get any negativity. <laughs> but if I make a video about like, oh, you know, can't wait till half term, and then someone will be like, well, quit your job then, you're clearly not good at what you're doing, and you yeah. know, all you have to do is moan about, and it's like, no, whoa, 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 you know, and it's, and the, the messages I've had over the years, like the amount of messages, I, and it just, it really annoys me that if you're going to go down this route of putting yourself out there on social media, who's, for me, no other reason than to just, you know, bring a bit of joy, you know, a bit of laugh, a bit of a giggle, a bit of help and support with the tech stuff that you've got to accept that you'll have people sending you messages. And the worst one was when I used to, I used to do quite a few videos with my daughter and there was quite a few, not loads, but there's a couple of negative messages about her. And that was the one where I really, I, I couldn't, I really struggled with it. Um, so it is, it is, I find that really hard to deal with. Because yeah. I just think, well, but you've just got, you can't, the, the problem is you can't reply to him. Yeah. Because as soon as you engage with him, you lose. That's I think sometimes problem. as well, I find it, like you're saying, the online side of that is hard. But I find sometimes in person, not that we've had backlash in person, you know, that's been awful. But sometimes I feel like people maybe question. I mean, when we first started, I actually, I had a TikTok and then yours kind of blew up one video and I deleted it because I totally panicked like I I was like I don't think I want people to know that this little hobby I've got I'm doing I don't know what I expected like I knew people would find it but I panicked and I deleted my TikTok and I kind of wish I didn't because you kept yours and yours just kept growing but I kind of went whoa I'm not doing this anymore and again that in what respect just sort of I think it was I don't know if it was embarrassment or more I didn't want people to think we've not been teaching that long and I think sometimes you get the Sometimes you get people who say, oh, well, you've only been teaching for five years, so who are you to go into social media and give people advice? And not that we've had anybody, you know, our, our SLT are very supportive and we've been really fortunate in that aspect, but I, f- I don't want to not rub people up the wrong way, but I don't want people yeah. to think that I'm telling them what to do sitting here as someone who's got, you know, a quarter of the experience that they have. But it, it's yeah. not that, as I guess, it's just a new kind of perspective on things. You know, I've, I've mentored mm-hmm. students, so someone out there thinks that what I have to say is you know useful and helpful and I think it's just trusting that rather than being worried about what people that you know or who know you in real life think yeah, and yeah. online think I guess yeah I mean ultimately yeah you're right and ultimately ultimately for me what I've learned is that like you know it's just if it's something you enjoy doing like I I don't look at numbers really i think i went through a period where i was like i've got to get as many followers as possible oh i'm obsessed and 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 you just realize well no actually what you've got because then you just end up becoming you lose i think a bit of authenticity like you become 
it can appear like you can be sort of desperate sometimes and it's like oh you know um whereas i just think right i like doing this i find it quite fun i find it's it's sort of a hobby for me you know yeah. so when people say how do you find the time it's like social media for me is is a hobby you know if i'm traveling like i've got to travel after this to down to london for a training day tomorrow i'll tr probably set off at about to get to my hotel for seven eight i'm there for a couple of hours I might as well make a few funny video, you know, yeah. that pass the time that way. So that's how I see it. It's, and 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 as long as I'm still enjoying it, I don't then worry about the, you know. And and I always think people, if they don't like you, just don't just don't follow. Just scroll past. Yeah. Just hold your finger down and say, I don't want to see this. You know, I don't. I don't unfortunately, one or two will turn around and say, I think you're this, that, and the other. Um, and and I'm slowly getting to a point where I'm like, oh well, you yeah, know, you can't please everyone. <laughs> You know, and extra like, comments in the uh, yeah. in the comment section always keep, drive a little bit of engagement. Keep boosting my stats. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. So yeah. obviously you've got a kind of crazy schedule going on there. You're down to London. You're all over the place with this tour coming up, and I'll let you yeah. uh, speak with the tour. We came to your tour and uh, your comedy show. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um, we were yeah. sitting up the back, uh, cackling away. The two of us. Yeah. Um, Adam's dancing at the end. Just really. Oh my goodness. He's really <laughs> tipped up. Did you know he was going to do that? Uh, not to that extent. Because <laughs> you could see in your eyes you were really? standing there like, we should be off the stage now. And he was just going and going, it's hilarious. <laughs> the thing is, the, the worst thing was doing it in Glasgow where that would have been encouraged. Ultimate encouragement. <laughs> Everyone's giving it uh, big yeah. ones. Yeah. Um, I mean, whether other crowds are going to react the same way, <laughs> only time will tell. That's he only gets an eight beat next show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, how did you fall like, into that? Like, how did that come about? Like, that's a major difference from social media. It's a major difference from training. Like, how did that come about? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, my, my training, uh, the way I do my training is I, I, I always make sure that teachers leave my training with a ha at least a handful of useful uh, tools that they can take back into class and implement straight away. That is yeah. always at the heart. But if I can do that in a bit more of a lighthearted and sort of funny way, it tends to make the day a little bit more enjoyable. I've sat through some some staff <laughs> meetings, some insets, and it's like, oh, you're counting down the minute. It's just, and I think... And you're wondering oh, how much they're getting paid for it as well. <laughs> oh, well. I mean, once, once we were in a training day, I won't name the guy, but we had a training day where he brought his wife and... Uh, spent like 10 minutes just dancing with his wife in front of that, like doing some ballroom dancing in front of Sorry. the whole staff. And they were sort of going, have we paid? And then when we found out what he charged, awful strictly impression, it was just, I'm like, no, no, no. Look, if I look, you, you, you've brought me in. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and help as much as possible. Give you as much, as many ideas, strategies, and things you can take. But I'll also do it in a bit more of a humorous and sort of funny, funny way. Yeah. Uh, which seems to go down well, and you know, um, and obviously we started the podcast in 2018. Uh, my brother is a HLTA in a school. He is hilarious. Um, really, What's a HLTA? Is that an English thing? Like a higher level teaching assistant. Ah, okay. Uh, so he's uh, not a teacher? No, no, he's not a teacher. No. Oh, I didn't but, know that. Well, he sort of covers class. So yeah. it's sort of like right. HLTAs, you can teach, you're just not on the same amount of money. Yeah. Have I we don't think we, we have, don't have that. that up we here. Don't, no, we don't have no, an equivalent of that. No, I've never heard of that uh, in my life. Yeah. That's quite cool. Uh, so there's like sort of different levels to it. And then the HLTA means you've got more responsibility, a little right. bit more money and yeah, cover PPA and that sort of thing. Cool. Um, 
so so he is is hilarious i mean he's hard work but he's hilarious <laughs> and um yeah we started the podcast and it just it just blew up like we um and again i think having my platform and having that instant audience to begin with was was brilliant and and really helped it sort of propel it straight away um and then it's just sort of grown from there and i think during the pandemic it really helped a lot of people i think that's where it really sort of gained a lot of traction because we were all working in our bubbles we weren't sat in the staff room chatting and uh you know so it sort of gave people that escape and a little bit of that community of being with other teachers which was quite funny really because it was me and Adam sat in his garden socially distant <laughs> and we were just recording these like two and a half hour episodes because we had nothing else to do um and but yeah, you know what? Would... why not like that is amazing yeah, yeah, it just went mad. Um, so we'd actually done a live show before the pandemic. We'd done a couple because obviously I'd, I, with all the traveling I do, I listen to loads of podcasts and saw that a couple were starting to do live shows. And I just thought, you know, you, you, Why not? you, you only miss the shots you don't take, I suppose. Is that the right saying? Yeah, I think you that's miss 100% like, of the chances you don't take. That's actually a hockey quote. Yeah, you miss you miss 100% of the chances you don't take. 100% a football quote. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah. sure it's Wingate. Also, I like the okay. fact that you're a Manchester United fan. I am the same. Um, yeah, and that could be a whole other podcast episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, so we did a couple of shows before. And then I, I remember the day of announcing the pandemic. So when Boris came on and sort of said, we're closing schools, I was due to meet uh, the the uh, guy from Phil McIntyre, who were the uh tour sort of promoters okay and then it all got cancelled and just put on the back burner um and then eventually they got back in touch and said look we'd love to do a run of shows with you so we put put those dates in and then it's sort of, they just kept adding more and more shows more and more shows and it just went down really well and i think obviously at, at coming out of the pandemic when teachers weren't sat on the backsides doing nothing they were all in school working but doing it sort of isolated they were all ready for a bit of an escape yeah and i think that that, that first podcast tour really sort of came at the right time for a lot of a lot of teachers and um like we were saying before i think a lot of teachers use it as a bit of a well you saw on sunday some of them were going my goodness go, weren't they? <laughs> yeah it was crazy it wasn't uh, a one of those jugs of cocktails to share it was a, <laughs> a cocktail for one wasn't it yeah, yeah. Oh, that's funny down the front yeah yeah um, so yeah, we've got this new tour happening next couple of weeks, and um, so really what dates have you got coming up? with you, where are you next? Uh, so we're in Leicester on Saturday. We've got like a two-week run, so it's like Leicester, Bournemouth, Brighton, London, Norwich, Guildford, Sheffield, Cardiff, Liverpool, Newcastle, Birmingham, show in Manchester, and then Bradford and Northampton. My goodness, you're all over the place. And we can yeah, highly yeah. recommend. So if you uh, take what we have to say for a good bit of value, you know, we would definitely recommend it. It was, it was oh, exactly no, what you said. You. It was good to have that kind of, it's very unique teaching and have that funny side of it. it was it's, it's nice to yeah. have a laugh with all the people in the room. Even the amount and of we times can't... we turned to each other and went, oh yeah, that is us. <laughs> yeah, 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 we do that. And, I, and we can't take the credit for it all because the success of the podcast comes from everyone sharing the stories. and, and oh, the Some of those stories yeah. were wild. Yeah, oh, they were. It's just... But you do. I think for a lot of people outside of teaching, you just don't realise some of the stuff that goes on. And yeah, we just we just find it so funny when we get some sent some story. You know, <laughs> you just think, no, that's not. That's clearly not. Like we've got one. I can't tell you because. Don't spoil you. it. No spoilers. 
tell you off one we've been sent. I'll read it to you. I won't tell. I can't say it on record because then it'll ruin it during the show. <laughs> okay. uh, I'll show you. And I can't, I can't get my head around. I'm like, surely that's not real. So Clear if you that. want to hear this story, you need to go and listen. That's, you need to yeah. go to the show. You need to go to the show. Yeah, you need to come to the shows, yeah. <laughs> and I'm guessing, yeah. is there tickets still available or is it sold out anywhere or is it? Uh, sold out in Manchester, which was... Uh, so Manchester actually is uh, the smallest venue we're playing. Right, okay. The hometown show, which was a bit frustrating. We'd, uh, we'd love to have been in a bigger room. So that one sold out. I think the Birmingham one's very close to selling out as well. But I think there's tickets for the rest of them. So, yeah, we've done it during the half term so people can sort of yeah. make a night of it weekend yeah. evening whatever it might be but yeah no glad you enjoyed it so we always uh we always end our episodes with a little bit of uh advice a little tip to kind of leave viewers with and you've touched on workload being quite a big problem in teaching or quite a big issue to try and tackle is there any piece of advice you would give a teacher right now to try and tackle their workload or try and reduce it a little bit uh yeah i mean I don't think there's anything that's come come along that's had such an immediate impact on reducing workload more than the emerging AI technology that's come around in the yeah. past year. I've been just sort of obsessed with it since even before ChatGPT came along. I was sort of dabbling with the OpenAI AI playground and sort of learning about it. Um, then obviously ChatGPT came along, which was which is incredible, and by all means, teachers have a good play around with that because that's amazing and seeing the, the the potential for this and how it can really sort of streamline certain tasks and do some of the heavy lifting with some of the admin expected of the teachers um i've been involved in creating a platform which has harnessed all this language-based ai stuff specifically for teachers uh which is teachmateai.com and um yeah there's sort of a suite of over 80 tools on there where it's just sort of been fine-tuned a little bit more for teachers. And we've been able to sort of feed in the curriculum you're following. So with certain tools, planning tools, it'll reference your curriculum and so on. And the feedback from that's just been incredible as far as saving teachers time. Yeah, and that for me, I think, is the most valuable thing. And what drives, what, what what's, you know, the why behind why we built TeachMate is seeing our profession with so many teachers struggling, burnout's a real thing workload pressures massive having something that can reduce that a little it's not going to be the solution to all these issues we're facing but on average teachers were finding a saving over 10 hours a week using the platform which i just think is incredible yeah, and going it's so back valuable to same, so saying before about you know you being the most valuable resource those 10 hours can then be reinvested in other ways to help you be the better teacher you want to be so yeah i think if you've not yet explored some of the ai stuff Definitely check out the likes of ChatGPT, obviously. But if you want a more focused, and the idea with TeachMate is it's more streamlined, so it's minimal input to get the the best possible output. Um, and like I say, over eighty. So I introduced it to my Senko recently, and she just texts me all the time, going, "Thank you, thank you, you know, <laughs> for this." And I've just saved it, you know. And uh, I was in school yesterday, and and um, she said that she'd managed to get a whole day's work done by break time that morning through some of the tools and it's just yeah that's amazing yeah yeah i've had to play about with it and like it can do everything it like can create lesson plans it can create like whole policy documents like it literally can save you so much time so I would yeah we've got some really up. exciting updates coming as well which will uh hopefully take it even further so yeah watch this space with that Thanks again for watching this episode of Inside Voices. A big 
huge thank you to Mr. P or Lee for coming on and giving us a little bit of background about yourself and uh, if there's anything that you want to go and check out that we've spoken about uh, Lee's tour dates will be uh, or sorry the Mr. P podcast tour dates will be linked below you can go and check them out you can go check out Teach Me AI as well so thanks very much for coming on Lee oh thank you so much for having me cheers